every movie. We're gonna press on, and we're gonna have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas. I'll never turn to the dark side. Enter Benoit Blanc. Can you introduce me as Joker? I am the father. Alrighty, everybody, and welcome back to Phil at the Movies. I am your host, Phil Walsh, and you are listening to the last episode of 2023. We have reached the end of the year, and what a year it has been for movies. Certainly a lot of films to talk about and reminisce over in today's episode. Uh, I'm also joined by longtime uh, uh, guest on this show uh, and fellow podcaster and friend Chris Evans. Welcome back to the show, buddy. Happy to have you here for the final episode of the year. Hey, thanks for having me for the final episode. This is awesome. I, I was I was doing a, a, a look back the other day. I think you're up to five appearances now oh, on the show. So yeah, so congratulations. The uh the medals and whatnot will be in the mail. So I'll look cool. for that in early 2024. Uh it's you're part like, of it's like when they keep bringing people to Saturday Night Live. I forgot who has who's hosted the most. Yeah, that's right. You're part of a very exclusive club so uh you know wear that title well i'm not really sure if it'll get you in anywhere maybe to a movie theater here or there but uh you know try it for what it's worth (laughs) uh so thought today we would uh have just a fun kind of open-ended discussion about movies we saw this year movies we enjoyed certainly it was a good year for movies um i know 2022 is kind of referred to as the year movies were back and i think that's a you know fair statement given that covid was sort of in the rearview mirror and capacity restrictions were reduced or eliminated but to me i almost feel like this year felt like kind of like a return to um like 2019 in a way, not necessarily looking at like box office numbers, but just in terms of the, the different kinds of movies that were released. And again, you you had Martin Scorsese doing a film this year. You had Christopher Nolan doing a film, David Fincher. I mean, we had the big guns returning and then a lot of new ones uh, as well. So it kind of felt like a, and I, to me, it felt like this was the year movies truly were back, um, you know, and, and kind of, you know, hopefully that's hopefully it's here to stay that way. Um, but uh, yeah, so the way we're going to work this out is we're just going to have an open discussion and talk about some of our favorite films. And then, again, keeping with the fun trend that I started with the uh, the horror movie episode earlier this month, we're going to do a, a top three films of 2023 because I just love torturing people and, and making them <laughs> narrow a list down you know normal people have like a top 10 no no i'm like no we're gonna do a top three just because i'm always thinking outside the box and going against the grain i actually think the three is easier well see there you go yeah it's that that that's fair i, I i'm glad to hear you say that top 10 requires me to really like okay i gotta pinpoint everything top three like as soon as you ask me about this they came into my head immediately. You knew. I see. There we go. Okay, that's good. All right. Well, this is all right. What perfect dialogue. I'm glad I stuck to my uh, my guns with this yeah. one. Then there we go. I feel, I feel all the more better and validated. So there we go. <laughs> um, 
All right. So perfect. Um, but again, I will just uh, take this time uh, to uh, say thank you to you, the listeners, for being a part of this cinematic journey with me through the year. Uh, I had a lot of great episodes and discussions and, and guests on and looking forward to 2024 and continuing uh, the discussion, continuing the watches, all for the love of movies. And uh, again, if you uh, could uh, uh, do so, it would be greatly appreciated to have you rate and review uh, this show on Apple Podcast or drop a a rating, uh, however you can, just uh, you know, kind of helps raise awareness and uh, you know boost the uh, the profile, so to speak. So again, much appreciated, and uh, thank you from the bottom of my heart for your continued support and friendship uh, for this show. Uh, here's to 2024 and beyond. Now, uh, with that, uh, we can. Uh, we can, we can go to the movie, so to speak, Chris. We can uh, we can look back at the year that was, um, and I guess I'll I'll just start. Was there any film that caught you by surprise this year? Uh, kind of one you didn't see either coming, or or one that you kind of went in thinking, oh, maybe this won't be for me, and then turned and you're like, oh my god, this was the greatest thing ever. That is a great question. <laughs> um, no pressure. Yeah. Well, no, the one that comes to mind actually is Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Oh, all right. Very so nice. you, you've seen or heard of the other Dungeons and Dragons movies. They yep. weren't received well. They didn't really look great. No. Um, this one I thought, oh, that looks like a fun trailer, but I know the fate of the other films. <laughs> so I wasn't too enthusiastic about watching it, but I wanted to. So right. I went in with low expectations. And then when I watched it, I was blown away. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> this is so much fun. I love the cast. Chris Pine is fantastic in it. Mm. It's one of the few movies. No um, no offense to Michelle Rodriguez fans, but it's one of the few movies I thought, hey, she's pretty good in this too. <laughs> and you have that cameo by Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Which, I, I that wasn't spoiled for me beforehand. So when I saw it, it hit just the right way. <laughs> chef's guess yeah right like i couldn't think of a better cameo than that the way it was handled <laughs> so yeah i would go with dungeon and dragons as being one of the bigger surprises of the year for me. so i i have two um and they're both similar not necessarily in terms of uh story but 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 tone uh the first uh is cocaine bear this yeah i mean <laughs> It is such a wacky and outrageous premise. I mean, it's it's got the makings of a of an old B movie, you know, mm-hmm. from the the eighties or something. But it 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 is that there there is certainly a cheese factor, but it it is made and acted with such love and and frankly care that you just get swept up in the whole. Uh, story and, and I, I mean i have this would be probably one of my top five experiences of the year just from, from a theatrical uh uh experience this was a great movie to see with an audience in, in a crowded theater and I, I mean i've watched the film now probably a handful of times and it still has the same kind of 
big smile on my face uh, from, from, from start to finish. Again, just the crazy premise. It's all right there in the title. It's not like yeah. they're hiding anything. It's it's cocaine bear. And again, you know, it's got a great final performance by uh, uh, by, by um, uh, Ray, Liotta. Ray Liotta. And I mean, you know, he, he's great in everything, but it's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, it's, it's nice to see, uh, you know, kind of have him go off on a, on a high note, so to speak with, uh, with this film. I thought he really, uh, he, uh, he, he played to it well, but no, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this film. And, and again, it was one of those movies where like, okay, cocaine bear, like, cause I mean, the trailers were sort of like, all right, this could be, like I said, a comedy. Is it a horror film? Like, like, what is it? But I don't know. It, it caught me by surprise. And, uh definitely uh was a big t- uh, a, a big uh hit for me this year i think cocaine bear was like lightning in a bottle yeah because the, you have the real story of it which that helped is ridiculous on its own yeah that's right and then the movie of course changes what happens a bit or more than a bit and it's just so entertaining yeah and there's nothing to it it's a very simple it's it's what like you said it's what the title says it's cocaine bear yeah and, and there's one particular scene of carnage I, i'm sure you remember it when um it's the ambulance thing when the bear yeah nuts. yep and at that point it's like is this a comedy is this a horror movie i don't care because i'm enjoying it that was the thing like i remember the reaction in the theater because like first the bear like attacks the uh uh you know the the game warden's uh you know house or whatever and <laughs> and like like that can be like ripped out of a horror movie like just mm-hmm. like the, the way the bear is stalking and breaking into the house but like no you said it like once it flips to that ambulance scene like i mean you could just hear like just the you know the audible gasps and just like people like laugh out loud uh you know busting a gut like it, it was such a great transition and, and you said it best like i don't know what this is but i'm just enjoying it <laughs> I cannot put a label on cocaine bear. Like, no. If, if someone asked me what genre is it? I don't know. It's B movie. That's what, yeah, that's what it is. It's a B movie. Yeah. It's a B movie made well. And yeah. It's what other B movies should aspire. That's to right. Be. No, it's right. <laughs> it's a, it's a B movie with, with a, a big budget and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, a talented cast. A very talented cast. Cause you, you know, did you have Ray Liotta, of course, but, um, the kid from Sweet Tooth is in it. I forget his name. Oh, yep, yep, yep. And it had a couple of other stars, too. Uh, Carrie Russell was, was in it. Carrie Russell. Yeah. The new Han Solo kid. Oh, yeah. Alden Emmerich. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. He was great. Yep. No, he's had a great year. Yeah. Is he, that's a talented guy. I like uh, him. Yeah. No, he, he can do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm always happy to see him uh, popping up. I wish he'd do more big things, though. Yeah. No, seriously. Um, yeah, the other film that, uh, that that caught me by surprise was No Hard Feelings with, uh, oh, yeah. with Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, again, sort of figured, okay, it's going to be a bit of a, you know, a raunchy romantic comedy. And it, it, it is that. But mm-hmm. it, it's a throwback to those films and that genre of a, of a, a, a bygone era, if you will. Like, it's very much... It, the, the film feels like it could have come out in... 2003 or something like it's it does have that sort of you know sort of nostalgic timeless feel to it and i again defied expectations you know jennifer lawrence i mean she's great in everything but in this she really shows her comedic talents and it's just a, a marvelous and hilarious 
performance, and yet there's a a real charm and, and heartwarming quality to it as well that wasn't expecting uh, going into it just based on the the premise of it. I, I feel like the the raunchy comedy has sort of I don't want to say gone by the wayside, but they're not as sort of prominent as they were maybe eight or ten years ago. And this this sort of did feel like a <laughs> an interesting callback to that to that genre or I subgenre. Almost, I almost want to say these kind of movies are more sophisticated now. Mm, that's a good point. And whereas this one, like you said, is a throwback to those edgier films we edgier comedies we were getting for a period. Mm-hmm. It really is an edgier rom-com. Yeah. That's... And it also, it's nothing new. Like, it's not new territory. We've seen something like this before. But the story is still fun. It's mm-hmm. a hilarious movie. And it's also, again, really well acted. Yeah. I'm not actually a Jennifer Lawrence fan. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I can't say I've seen her a lot. I've said, oh, she's really good. Mm-hmm. Except for, um, I really like the Bradley Cooper movie she's in. which Oh, uh, Silver Linings Playbook. I think yeah. that's a fantastic movie. Yeah, great that was a, that was a great film. Um, but you know, when I think of her, I think of X Men, and I kind of soured on her from that. But um, that's not here nor there. <laughs> She's really good in this. Yeah, and I, I also love this movie. But this wasn't a surprise for me because I kind of figured it would be good. Also, I love rom coms. I'm a sucker for them. <laughs> so it, it just worked for me. But you know, everybody praises her performance. The male performance the male lead is also really good in this and not a lot of people talk about him no uh andrew barth feldman uh Uh he is yeah i mean again she sort of she you know rightfully so she gets the props and whatnot and and you know certainly her comedic timing is uh is is excellent but no he was he was on a whole other level i mean I, i mean i would even say he was on her level in a way just in in terms of sort of beat for beat and and uh you know charisma and and whatnot i i was very impressed with his performance and i and i i want to say this is his first role maybe or first i think it is yeah first big role maybe yes i mean again you know major props there um but yeah it, it was a it was a perfect pairing and it's one of those situations where in many ways like his role was almost the most critical one to get right because with the wrong actor, you could just have an obnoxious or forgettable performance. And, mm-hmm. and, and you don't have that with, with his. And I think that was another standout for me. Yeah, you actually feel for him. Yeah, it's not. Which you don't expect to from the trailer. You figure, okay, this is just her movie, which like I said, it is. But he's but, very much a part of it. Right. He holds his own really well. Yeah, no, I I was very impressed. So yeah, th- those were the two that kind of caught me by surprise the most this year. That that I sort of went in thinking, okay, w- we'll see what it is. But I was ultimately just taken aback by by both of them because they're just I, I, like I said, it, in many ways it's it's right there in the title or it's right there mm-hmm. in the premise, and they're not ashamed of it. They're not apologizing. They're just having they're having a blast <laughs> I mean, in both cases. You know, another one that just came to mind as far as surprising goes, and I think you'll agree with this one, Blue Beetle. Yes. Blue Beetle was one that we were both really down on. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I was, it, um, if you listen to our other podcast, I was very down on this film, but coming out of it, 
I love the Blue Beetle. Yeah, uh, that's that a, was a I, huge surprise to me. I would co-sign that. Co-sign that. And a plug, everybody, for uh, if you haven't had it, your fill of me here, you can check <laughs> uh, check out the DC Unlimited Pod that Chris and I co-host with our our buddy Anthony Caruso. Uh, that was but, a slick plug. <laughs> nah, nah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, was waiting for a moment like that to happen, and it just wasn't going to let it slip by. Uh, but no, good good mention on Blue Beetle, though. Uh, that was one. Um, let me see. You know, I would be remiss if we did not talk about Barbie in in mm. some context, because, I mean, at this point, I believe it is still the highest grossing film of the year. And it's certainly garnering continuous praise and accolades. I'm sure it's going to be a big contender. Uh, at the Oscars uh, next year, and and certainly, it is a it is a phenomenon. Barbie, Barbenheimer, uh, but certainly Barbie in this context. I mean, I, I don't think you know that's a movie that you know a year ago people would have thought, okay, a Barbie movie that's gonna that's gonna change the the face of cinema. But here we are, um, Chris. What were your thoughts on 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 Barbie? Were you caught up in the uh, the Barbenheimer? craze and uh does it does barbie still uh are, are you still living in a barbie world shall we say i am not living in a barbie world when uh when those movies were coming out the same day initially i was like okay i really want to see them both but as time would have it i only had time for one of them and oppenheimer i had to see oppenheimer <laughs> there was just no question about it but i did eventually get to barbie and at that point I think it was built up so much for me because mm. it, it seemed like everyone I knew not only loved this movie, but were ready to defend it against, I don't know, any supernatural force in the world. <laughs> and and so when I saw it, I had a certain expectation of it and I watched it and I was like, oh, well, this is entertaining, but I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> I didn't, there was nothing about it that really impressed me too much. If that makes sense, I just thought it was a good movie. I, st- I, I still, still think it's a good movie, but no, I I agree with you. Um, and and I mean, I'll I'll just say full disclosure, uh, Barbie did not make my top ten. Uh, mm-hmm. This my year. that was that was just one. I mean, I, again, get out the virtual pitchforks. You know, you can come at me, folks. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm with you, Chris. Like, I think it's a very good film. Mm-hmm. I think you know, it's it's certainly imaginative just in terms of its design and and its scope but uh that was sort of my thought as well like it's a good film it's an entertaining film but that's it like my i'm not running around you know singing the songs or whatnot or you know i just can't it's catchy though i'll concede that yes i will concede (laughs) that no i you know again i mean you know talk about someone you know performance that 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 did really blow me away. Ryan Gosling as uh, mm-hmm. as Ken. That was uh that was one for the books. I will say that. But uh, yeah, the movie overall, like it, it's a very good film. But it's uh, you know, I'll just I'll leave it at that. Yeah, it, it it's got some good stuff in it. Yeah, no, it's. I would I would compliment the sets too. Like the set design in Barbie World was really cool. Oh yeah, but I also wonder if it didn't hit for me or you. Because we are not incredibly familiar with Barbie, I think that's probably fair. I like, think that I, is... I understood some of what I was looking at was from the toys. Yeah, 
it's kind of like a, if I watch, um, I don't know, maybe like a Transformers movie, even though I'm not incredibly familiar, I know, oh, that's a toy. <laughs> right, right, yeah. So sure. maybe that helped the nostalgia factor for people. I, it didn't work for me, though, because it, it, it just didn't, wasn't in my database. No, <laughs> no I, I, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Um, so th- this may be an, in- this may be a tough question. Um, but, uh, there were a number of horror films this year and, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like where this is going. That, yeah, exactly. And certainly a wide a- a- array of them, uh, mm-hmm. all different types of different sub genres and whatnot. Do you have a favorite this year? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. Uh, so I have two, but one I don't really consider horror. Okay, that's fair. You can you can share. So both. we're gonna go with the one I do fully consider horror. All right, and we'll circle back to the other one. Yes, we will, later on we will. Yeah. So <laughs> the my number one horror movie of this year, and, and like I said, there was a lot. There was a mm-hmm. lot of good stuff to choose. Oh from. yeah. I'm gonna go with Talk to Me. Oh, good. Day. I love Talk to Me. That was such a ride, mm. and it was intense at parts like the part that still stands out to me is when the main character gets the hand for the first time and she's just like staring at the kids and run, run, run. Like that was amazing. I would co-sign all of that, 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 yeah. Again, that was a horror film that uh, did catch me by surprise as well. I I feel like I was caught by surprise a lot more, more so than I probably (laughs) realized, you know, (laughs) kind of tripping myself up here, but um, I mean, it, there were so many movies this year. It's easy to be surprised by the quality of some of them because there was so many. Yeah, yeah. No, talk to me. That's. I mean, I'm I'm glad to see that they're getting a sequel. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine wh- where they're going to take it, but I'm sure it's going to be uh, just as compelling because the first one was compelling and twisted and just. Oh yeah. <laughs> it just, I mean, I mean, just it's kind of what you want from a movie like that. And the ending was the ending still sticks out to me because it's ambiguous. I enjoy a good ambiguous ending, and this has one. Oh, this is a perfect, yeah, perfect. Yeah, uh, yeah. you don't know. Did she get jump in front of the car? The spoilers, everybody. Right. <laughs> yeah, spoilers, everyone. Yes. <laughs> Did she jump in front of the car? Was she put? You don't know. I have seen it argued both ways, mm-hmm. and I I still don't know where I come down on it. Even the and directors what, aren't saying. <laughs> I know, which is kind of like makes me think the sequel is going to really pick up on that and i mean you know go off in that direction but yeah i've i've thought about it a lot and i i don't have a definitive answer i don't know i love that i I think which is that's the best kind of a horror film when you have that ambiguity um you know uh listeners of this show know i i I love a good uh open-ended uh climax to a horror film like halloween which i have talked about many 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 times on this show before it follows or it thank you that's oh and that's getting a sequel next year so can we can we get a hallelujah for that (laughs) two Uh, good films are getting two sequels hoping for the best on them amen to that um my favorite horror film of the year and i i i think i alluded to this on an earlier show so uh, again, I apologize everybody for repeating myself, but it was Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, the, yeah, the, the, yeah. No, this was. Uh, everyone knows I I, I love my uh, my slasher films, so uh, 
yeah, this was definitely a good year for that. But uh, yeah, Thanksgiving was the best of both worlds. It was a slasher. It was a holiday uh, horror film, which is always a nice a nice treat. But uh, I mean, if you've seen the fake trailer that Eli Roth did for Grindhouse back however many years ago mm-hmm. it was, it is incredible that they took a two and a half minute trailer and made it into this hour and 40 minute film and if you look at that trailer carefully there's a lot of moments that were directly translated into the 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 current film which was kind of a nice little uh coming full circle moment uh yeah so i definitely uh definitely love this film it's getting a sequel which is uh you know for me in horror that's always a great thing so uh i'll we're going back for seconds uh if you will uh the, you know, the, 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 the title seriously right <laughs> thanksgiving seconds yeah eli roth if you're listening you know we uh you know, we we uh you know take tips and whatnot so that's all good i love that they made a movie out of that grand Australia thing because a lot of those were so well made seriously so cool like i, I really want to see the one with nicholas cage Mm. like Fu Manchu. I, I really want to see that. No, it's amazing just the quality of them because I mean mm-hmm. they they really they look like actual movie trailers. I mean it's they do it. You know the only other movie I've seen that to do that and do it well would be Tropic Thunder. Mm. Yes, With like Satan's Alley, which is one of my favorite <laughs> things ever. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's a good one. That's a good one. I gotta watch Thanksgiving. You, I think you'll enjoy it. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, and I would dare say it's Eli Ross best film. I know he is, he's a strong cup of tea for people. You either like him or you don't. I think he found the best of both worlds in this film where he has his sort of shtick, which he's known for, but yet he was able to sort of land the plane, if you will. And like the, I know what you did last summer. Mm-hmm. Scream, even a little bit of Halloween territory. Uh, so he he married both his own unique style with the classic slasher mystery uh, you know, subgenre, if you will. And it was a I, again, I I think it was probably his best film. Slashers are you are magical when they get pulled off correctly. <laughs> it, that's the thing. Like. Yeah, I I think you know I don't know if you, I've talked about it with you on on a show before but like totally killer i thought that was a good film um but like this is just on such a whole other level even i would say even more so than scream six which came out this year you know i keep forgetting scream six was this year i know i know it's amazing how buried it does yeah i know Uh, that's that's a well we we won't go into the whole scream drama but uh yeah, Scream Six. It, it did come out this year, and it was, uh, it, was, no, it was like I said. I I was very uh, very uh, high on it when it first came out, and and in the immediate months afterwards, I will say that the shine has sort of worn off a little bit mm-hmm. for me. I, I guess I would say I understand and and can see why a lot of folks, particularly uh, you know, real. Uh, diehard fans of the series have a lot of issues with it. I can understand that uh, because it's become a little more glaring to me on recent rewatches that it's not a perfect film. 
No, there's a lot of mess there. Yeah, it's a, it's I a, still enjoy it, but it's it's messy. It's, it's yeah, one it's of the a, messier movies. It's a sloppy scream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, very sloppy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we'll of course see what happens with the inevitable sequel, but who knows at this point? <laughs> we will always have the six of them. That's right. We we have the we have the original six. There we go. Um, uh, did you see Killers of the Flower Moon? I did not get to it, but now I believe it's on Apple TV, so I will get to it. You can, yeah. Uh, I think you will. I think you will enjoy it. Um, It is. I mean, for me, it's it's one of my favorite films of the year. It is an emotional gut punch, and I know everyone. I've been teasing for months now, but I promise in 2024, I that's one of the first few episodes that I'm going to do is a full. dissection on on this film because there's there's a lot to unpack and and i really want to treat it with with the care and and proper attention that it deserves because i I mean it is a master class of a movie and uh i mean like i said it's it's a gut punch and it and it stays with you it's i mean i'm still riveted by it uh so but more on that in the coming year everybody but uh yeah definitely definitely if you haven't checked it out i would i would say give it give it a watch um e- even with the three and a half hour run time i know some people are like oh it's too long i never noticed the the length i i thought the, it was paced perfectly well i love anything morty does oh there we go so <laughs> i'm in either way whether it was five hours two hours it's it's Marty. I'm there. Yeah. Um, I just didn't get a chance to because I think um, when it came out it was kind of a hectic point for me in the in the year. I don't remember what happened, but also the three for the theater. You know, going to theater for a three and a half hour movie was kind of a task for me because it's not just three and a half hours. It's thirty minutes of trailers. Right. Going to and from the theater, so it became like a six hour day roughly. Yeah. That's right. You know, when it's home, it's different. I can just sit for the three and a half hours. Yeah, no, that's fair. That is fair. No, it's it's definitely a commitment that way. Um, yeah, but I'm sure it's worth it. I mean, it's he Marty hardly misses. That's the thing. Even when he doesn't quite stick the landing, it's still it's still a, uh, a, a you know a, a less than uh, a bumpy ride, so to speak. Yeah, even his worst is still good. That's the thing. I, I would love to have Martin Scorsese. Many directors would love to have Martin Scorsese's worst film. You know? Yeah, I don't even... I, I think he's actually one of the very, very few directors who's had so many films and then they all be a certain quality. That's the thing. He he never drops. And again, the guy is, you know, what, either 80 or, or is, is in his 80s. And, he's, he's old. <laughs> yeah, and he just doesn't quit. I mean, I I love that. Yeah, he he's just one of those directors that keeps going. I yeah, seriously. I mean, him and and Ridley Scott. I mean, they just they just want to keep going. Michael Mann is talking about his uh, next line of projects. So so <laughs> like you know, I mean, more power to these people. You know, I mean, I guess you keep know, going. age age is just a number, folks. Remember that. <laughs> yes. Uh, words to live by. Chris, were there any movies this year that? Again, I hate to. I, I don't want to go into the the negative camp because we always try to keep it positive on this show. Keep the torch high. Um, but were there any films that were a disappointment or a letdown for you this year? I know you would 
we talked off air that it was more positive than uh, uh, the negative experience, which is always a good thing. But uh, mm-hmm. are there any yeah. films that didn't quite uh, match up? There's one that's kind of lingering in my head. It's Fast X or Fast 10. Okay. I enjoy the majority of the Fast and Furious films. They are garbage, and I know that. I just like them. I think they're entertaining. <laughs> and sometimes you just want the garbage. It's okay. Um, but 10 is just a weird entry in the series. Hmm. You know, it, it's really strange. You had Jason Momoa doing whatever the hell that is. And and he is fun to watch. Like, he, he's, he captivates you. I'll, I'll give him that. But I, I don't know if he knew what movie he was in. I, it's one of those cases where I think he was given a different script. I was going to say, he did feel like he was playing in a different movie. And and, and again, those are, I mean, the, the, the more recent ones have been kind of way out in, in yeah. left field. So, like, it's not necessarily that much of a stretch. But then again, he felt like... I mean, he was either, you know, reading a different script or, or reading it upside down. I don't know which. He was like the weirdest combination of the Joker and a Disney villain. That's a perfect way to describe <laughs> Yeah. And, a disnified Joker. Yeah. Yeah. If Kevin Feige had a, got a hold of the Joker, that might be what it is. Or <laughs> I don't know. So, or not Kevin Feige, um, one of the Disney effects. But anyway. So that was a weird thing. The story itself is odd. You have um, a point where John Cena is encouraging a child to murder people in a car. That was weird. <laughs> um, and then the ending was like, it, you've seen it, right? Yeah. Okay, so you remember how the ending is so open-ended. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you guys are going to make me wait to see what happens to this. I don't think I care. <laughs> That's when you know they've you've lost the game. When it's yeah. like I just don't care. Anymore. When the cliffhanger doesn't make you say, "Man, I really want to know what happens next." Right. Eh, if I see okay. it, yeah. I it's guess I'll stream that. Movie. No, it's just it's it's different. I guess mm-hmm. is the way to say it. And and this is a case where different is not always good. No, it is a bit of a letdown, but it's still entertaining enough. But I would say that is one of my bigger letdowns. Um, other than that, I don't know if I really had any big letdowns. Um, no, I think that was basically it as far as letdowns go. Did you? No, no, I'm I'm pretty much in the same camp as you. The I, I the only film that I have found myself, and I, I wouldn't even say it's a letdown, but I have found myself thinking less and less about since we have gotten away from it is the flash and okay. you know i mean you know i don't want to necessarily open up that whole uh <laughs> you know, multiverse of of madness um but yeah the the farther we have gotten from that film and sort of the hype and the release of it and then the aftermath i, I just find myself thinking less and less about it uh i you know stated my feelings that i thoroughly enjoyed the film i know we've you know certainly talked about it at, at length on 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 dc unlimited um but i i i again i i can't say it was a disappointment because i i enjoyed it uh and had a great time with it i mean 
Michael Keaton returning as Batman was mm-hmm. something I never thought would ever happen. So that was a major uh, a win. But yeah, I, I've just found as the months have gone on, I've just thought less and less about this film, which you know, I, I will you know say at the beginning of this year, I would have thought all I would have been you know, talking about, you know, dreaming about, you know, going on about would have been the flash. Uh, and, and certainly going into the film, I, I did think like, oh, my God, this is you know going to be the greatest thing uh, since fill in the blank comic book movie. Uh, but it, uh, it it wasn't that I think, you know, that's probably fair to say. But I uh, I know I've just found myself thinking less and less about it, not in terms of like, oh, my my opinion is you know, decreased or something, or, or I think it's a, you know, I've reevaluated my feelings, but just, I, I guess it, it's, it, it, it hasn't stayed with me. Like I thought it would have, even in kind of that early aftermath of the film where uh, we were all sort of, you know, still riding that, that wave, so to speak. Uh, and if here we are December and, you know, it's, it's like way in the, in the back recesses of my mind, like it just didn't, I know for some reason it just didn't quite uh didn't it didn't uh take me for the ride that I thought it would uh uh certainly a year ago this time I would have thought yeah a flash you know I mean, it's got every you know big uh, big world changing comic book movie Michael Keaton returning as Batman like what what more but uh didn't didn't quite happen <laughs> I can actually agree with that because while my opinion on it hasn't really changed there are some things I've soured on. Mm-hmm. But that didn't change how much I really like that movie. But at the same time, I don't think about it often. Yeah. I don't really care to rewatch it. And, you know, I saw it once at an advanced screening. I saw it um, when it was out, you know, in theaters, uh, wide wide release. And then I did watch it once at home. I think it had on as background noise a time or two also. So mm-hmm. I've seen it enough. And I think I just... I'm done. And it might be part of me just wanting to pack the DCEU away now. Yeah. Like, we're done. That chapter, let's close the book. We're done. <laughs> that's kind of how I feel about it. I think that's that's where my feelings come from mostly. Mm. No, I think that's a perfect way to say it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're moving on. Yeah, that that's, you know, that's kind of where I'm at with that. And, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at with the <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. Enough said. We won't we won't go back to the multiverse. There is another thing that I just remembered was kind of a low point. As we talk about things that kind of come to me as, as we go. Um, Ghosted with Anna de Armas and Chris Evans. Oh, right. I don't know if you saw that, but... I did. I was pretty hyped for that because that's two of my favorites. Yeah. This... And it's a spy movie kind of thing. Like a spy rom-com deal. So that should have been over. so much better than it was. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I completely forgot that it even came out this year. So I kind of think I've answered my question, answered the question there with that reaction. But if I didn't have a letterbox in front of me, I would have forgot it too. Yeah. Yeah. I just totally liking the action. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. I, I remember from the trailer saying, oh, this is going to be funny and it's mm-hmm. gonna it's gonna it, again they, they're great and it was yeah. you know good to see them back uh together again uh after uh after knives out but yeah that uh 
yeah th- thank you for reminding me about that because it you are welcome. completely <laughs> forgot about that film yeah wow yeah that was it wow that came out this year that was a thing that that was that was a thing oh that that does remind me of the other one with with you know david harbour completely different film but now we're mentioning ghost i think it's like we have a ghost or we caught a ghost oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we have a house some house ghost something. yeah something yeah again that was interesting uh, and i if you could see that folks you know my my uh uh you know air quotes are up when i use the word interesting with that film because it was that was another one that was kind of a Forgot that existed. <laughs> bit bit strange. We have we have a ghost. We have a ghost. That's it. That's it. That's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah, we have something. Yeah, we have we have something. That's right. Um, <laughs> we have a movie. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> yeah, that was that was an interesting one. Um, yeah, speaking of of Netflix, did you see Fair Play? No, I did not get to Fair Play. Highly recommend that film. Highly. Is that a made-for-Netflix movie? Yes, okay. uh, I I think it might have had a, a, a small theatrical release, but uh, it's been I think it was largely Netflix. Um, Alden Emmerich is in it, and mm-hmm. um, oh, I'm I'm drawing a blank on the actress's name, but uh, people will know her from from Bridgerton. Um, oh, good is God! It the one that's in Sex Education. Who's up for Lois Lane? Yes, Emma, Emma Mackey. No, no, not her. No, um, oh, good God, Phoebe, Phoebe. Um, oh, uh, yeah, I know you're about. yeah. <laughs> there we go. I, I knew. I don't know why sex education jarred the memory, but they just <laughs> is she in that? She is. Yeah, oh, and, okay. and she's. I mean, he's great in it, but she steals the show. Uh, she is just a, a force of nature in the film, and uh, Dinover. Yes, there we go. Yeah, uh, that that one again. Talk about a film that 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 uh, certainly has some some shocking moments in it, uh, and, and does stay with you. Another uh, another one of Netflix's finest, I would say. I like movies that stay with you. Like Infinity Pool is one that stays. Oh my god, that was that was you know that was a mind fuck right there. That it was, was very pleasant though. <laughs> it was. Oh, I mean, Maya Goth. I mean, you know, need need we say more? Oh, you know, I want to see it anyway. I was really planning to see that movie because it looked interesting to me from the trailers. But they kept playing that clip on TikTok where Mia Goth is screaming at him, "Why are you being such a little baby?" Yeah. And I was like, I, whatever it takes, I need to see this movie immediately. <laughs> and I love it. Was, it's really, really good. Oh, it's 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 fantastic. It's twisted. It's, it's so diabolical. I mean, it's. I I think I have I've reviewed it earlier this year, or if I did, it was very very uh, quick. But it, this is not something for the faint of heart. I will just say that uh, you know, this. I, I didn't think it was that extreme. I know a lot of people did, and maybe that's why, because I, I kept hearing about it. To me, it was like, oh, oh it's man. it's not by. I mean, there are certainly more films that are like, what 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 the hell's going on? You yeah. know, this is not no, but by that, um, 
but th- there are a few moments that I guess for the casual viewer, it may not be. If, if you've never seen any uh, Cronenberg film, whether, you know, whether, uh, you know, you're a newbie or not, this one probably is not the one to start. With. <laughs> it's so, so bizarre. It is. It's, it is. Yeah. It, it's bizarre. That's a perfect way. Bizarre in the best possible way. Yes. It is. You know, it's it's weird to say it. It's wonderfully acted. Oh, it is. The performances, I these actors gave everything they got on screen. Mia Goth is another actor. I, I will always flock to the theater when mm-hmm. whenever she does something. And again, in any role, I mean, she certainly certainly. Uh, plays a lot of characters who you know are teetering on that Unhinged. on the edge yeah uh, but she does it so well she does it just brilliantly kind of makes me question her personality i know average person i know i might be if i ever met her in person i might be a little nervous <laughs> i think she's a little terrifying but it's yeah okay. <laughs> in a good way yeah I, I will show up for anything she does no she, yeah no this is definitely one yeah infinity uh infinity pool this is a. Uh, yeah, I, I forgot about that film, but yeah, that is a yeah, like the final shot of it, him at the pool is this. It, yeah, it's <laughs> chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, uh, just insane trip. That's what it's, it's an insane trip. It is a journey. <laughs> yeah, pack your bags. It's going to be a long and night. <laughs> and if you think you know what the movie is, you don't. No, that's the thing. Like, I mean, I remember sitting there thinking, okay, it's going to go in this direction, and then just like, nope. Yeah, it. Uh, I didn't know that was the twist. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that 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 was one for the books. They don't make them like that very often. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good film. That was a good film. Again, for everyone listening at home, uh, you know, start making your list now of you know films uh, that you must see uh, before before the year is out or in the early months of twenty twenty four, and definitely. Uh, Definitely put Infinity Pool as one if you were looking to uh, have your mind expanded, so to speak. But I wouldn't recommend watching it like on Christmas or anything. Oh no, no, wait, wait till after the holidays are over. This is yeah. you know, get over, get the joy out of your system. That's right. So, suck all the joy out. Yeah, you're not going to want to watch this when you're high on Christmas. No, no, no. This was this is a good way to kill the Christmas spirit. Yes, I, I think I needed a nap afterwards. <laughs> yeah, it's it's powerful and. and in, in a perverse way <laughs> so good though. <laughs> it is it is very good um let me see what else what were some other films that you saw this year that just sort of again you know, i'm not saying you have to you know rock your world so to speak but just uh just some good stuff yeah just a you know, good time at the movies you know there was a a lot of that actually because i like you said earlier you really hit the nail on the head the variety of films we got this year was such a welcomed change from the previous years because I feel like and this is not to say we we only get action films and, and franchises we don't mm-hmm. but this year it feels like there was a flood of everything else which I really appreciate so I don't know if you remember it seems like nobody saw this movie but 65 with Adam Driver Oh, the, the, where he goes back in time. Yeah. Yes. I thought that was a fun movie. That was a fun film. Yep. I enjoy the Adam Driver versus Dinosaurs. Yeah. What's not <laughs> to like? 
right, let's do that again even. I'm cool with that. And I love the ending. Yeah. Oh, that's that right. That was unique. Yeah. Oh, I, I forgot about Yeah, that was a good film. That yeah, was it was a good also film. pretty short. It was only an hour and a half. I, you know, that is a, a quick sidebar. There is nothing wrong with an hour and 30 minute movie. No. And again, I say this to someone who, you know, will go see a Martin Scorsese three and a half hour epic. So, you know, I definitely can enjoy both ends of the spectrum. But yeah, I, I, I wish movies would get more back into that trend where like mm-hmm. a nice, tight 90 minute film. Not everything has to be two plus hours. You know what I mean? Like you, you can do your job in under two hours. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, we want like a comedy, for example. Why are there three hour comedies? No reason for it. Comedy should be 90 minutes tops. Right. I don't mind if it's longer, but you better have a reason for it to be longer. Exactly. Like the hangover films all hang around two hours, if I'm not mistaken exception than the rule right yeah. they're a little different because they're not full-on like like gut-busting dumb and dumber type comedies. right right they're different yeah that's a little but different the story. comedy 90 minutes i think that's the threshold here mm-hmm. you got me for 90 if you're making me stay longer give me a purpose for this. that's right that's yep so Co-sign yeah that. 65 with the 95 minute uh 65 with 90 minutes <laughs> runtime yeah was pretty stellar yeah, that was a great. Yeah, I forgot about that. It was a good um, film. Another one that stood out to me was Polite Society. Did you happen to catch this one? You know, I have not seen that one yet. That has been on oh, my God. list. It's really- you've been talking about that. Yeah, it's. I, I should have mentioned this in the surprise category, but this is something that I figured I was going to like. So I guess I was too surprised. <laughs> but um, it's really entertaining. You know, you you watch it, and it's kind of like Bennett, like Beckham, which I also adore. That's one of my favorite films. And I what's, don't even really care for soccer, but <laughs> what's a what's a quick uh, synopsis of the film? So, without spoiling anything, yeah, it's two sisters, and one of the sisters is about to get married to a man she hardly knows, mm-hmm. and the younger sister thinks something is wrong with the man and his family, mm. and chaos ensues. All right, I'm it's true. a comedy, yeah, but it has some action in it. And the action is very unexpected because it's really good. <laughs> it's well choreographed. Wow. And it's it's just cool to look at. <laughs> the performances are really good. Um, and it's a smaller film. I don't mm-hmm. think a lot of people saw it. But it, it's pretty entertaining. And it's also only 100 minutes long. Wow. All right. So, so there we go. take up a lot of your time. Very quick runtime. And it has a very intriguing twist. Oh. It is not just a action rom-com. All right, very nice. All right, I'll have to I'll have to check that one out. I believe it's on Peacock. Okay, all right, perfect. It's very accessible. Um, that that's a really good one I watched. And then um, you know another one. This one actually blew me away because I didn't enjoy the first one that much. But across the Spider Verse. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have to mention this because the first one I thought was good, but I'm I never... with you on that subscribe to the hype that is the best spider-man content ever created and we should inject it into our veins <laughs> this one though i might inject it it's... <laughs> <laughs> i was so captivated for the this is a long one too it's, i know um 
140 minutes. Yeah, that's, that's animated. Yeah, but for that entire 140 minute runtime, you're invested. I was totally captivated. Yeah, I'm with you. It, it it is better than the first one by a mile and a half. Uh, yeah, no pun intended. By yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah no I I I'm with you. This is I mean this is the best of what an animated film can be like. I mean just from a visual storytelling yeah. standpoint. Um but it, I don't it, it's just a better film overall. It's a better story and it's you know the second part of a of a three-part story. So uh we know we're getting a we know we're getting the third one at some point, but at some point. You know, I, yeah, um, you know, going into it, I would have thought, okay, wait, we got to go through this and then another one. Well, I mean, now I'm invested in, to the point, you know, give it to me now. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, they'll probably top themselves with that one, uh, you know, given the amount of lead time they have now. And then just given, I mean, at least for me, just the elevation of the, of the quality. Uh, and And you certainly felt that as well. Yeah, this is a, a large step up in quality. And also the animation. I found the animation of the first one kind of jarring mm. at parts. This one I didn't get that from. No, th- this was perfect. This yeah, was much perfect. easier on the eyes for me. And it, it still um, has a very unique look to it. Mm-hmm. It's very eye-catching. But just everything about this sequel was better. Mm. No, I mean, like like many great sequels, it always you know, seems to rise and, and surpass mm-hmm. the original. Uh, and this one is definitely in that category, and it's an animated film. I mean, that's, that's the best thing about it. Like, you don't ex- maybe I don't. I don't expect an animated film to get to this height. Like the Studio Ghibli films, films those are a different breed. Agreed. But something like this, you don't expect it to hit a certain height. That's the thing. I go into a lot of animated films with with very low expectations mm-hmm. and a high. Uh, sort of criteria list and very very few with exceptions of course match that that quality mm-hmm. this is one of those films uh and, and again it's it, it's so rare it, it should be celebrated i mean i'm glad to see that it's getting all the recognition that it that it deserves because i mean it is it's a master class in, in animation and, and just damn good storytelling like it's 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 a good film it's, it's and, visually appealing but it's also a good story and the cliffhanger on this if if someone would have walked in that theater and told me okay guys the next one's going to start in about 10 minutes yeah i was like yes yep sign me up right, sign me I up will sit here for another three hours yep no i'm here i'm, I'm committed no let me I, refill I, this drink and i'm good right <laughs> get some more popcorn no yeah i'm i'm with you on that this was uh I mean, again, I'll, I'll say probably a surprise. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. There's been a lot of surprises this year. I guess as part of that's the... Such a variety. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. When you have such a variety, you're going to be surprised. Uh, like Holdovers and Dream Scenario, those are two recent surprises, I would say. Yeah, uh, let's talk about the Holdovers because um, I know, uh, uh, you know you've definitely uh, raved about the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I, I guess I would say I'm not as ecstatic about it. Like, oh, I, really? I, yeah, I know, again, I, I am by far in the minority. 
um i think of 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 opinions uh when it comes to this film but um well i'll you start i says you're you had a better time with it i guess i i thought it was excellent i first of all i think paul giamatti is one of the best actors working today Mm. i will agree with you there yeah yeah he may not always have the leading role or, or hardly ever have leading role but he always makes a strong impact when he shows up Mm-hmm. so to have him as the lead here it was was great i think and the story itself i thought was very heartwarming and the way it was told uh, you know the way the events unfold was very entertaining to me and there was a certain i would say there's like a quietness to the movie because mm-hmm. it's not a loud film at all but there's like this somber tone mm-hmm. that goes throughout the movie up until the end really and I found that to be kind of different, especially given the subject matter that's Christmas. Mm-hmm. And that really hit with me. It, it's a Christmas movie for adults. Oh, that's a good point. That's a fair and, comparison. And it's really led by this, this incredible performances by the three leads. You have Paul Giamatti, the kid, and uh, that lady whose name I need to get now because she deserves recognition. <laughs> oh, right. Yep. Um divine joy there we go yep she is wonderful in this film and i want to i would actually say she kind of carries it too like her scenes are like the backbone of the movie she is no she she is the yeah especially if you've seen you know if you guys have seen the movie the christmas party specifically yeah she carries that yeah give her the awards (laughs) (laughs) that scene give her the awards and even um Dominic Sessa, who I might not be pronouncing that correctly, he holds his own with these two heavyweights. Yeah. And I think he's a newcomer. I think he uh, is. As well. So, I mean, no, I mean, props to him for that. Because, yeah, no, he, he is acting. Uh, yeah, he's, he's bringing his chops. Yeah, he, he really did. So, yeah, I have nothing but good things to say about the holdovers. I, I, do, under, I do know that the somber tone is probably a turnoff for some people considering it is a christmas film but yeah that i think was my one of my issues with the film um i'll start with the positives um one i loved the setting i loved the 70s aesthetic mm-hmm. i thought that was a nice call throwback and just it, it the movie looks and feels like it could have been shot during that time so hats off to them for that um the performances, I mean, I'll co-sign with what you said. It, they're they're masterclass, and and certainly uh, Paul Giamatti should be in the conversation come awards time next year because it, it is a. I mean, I, I think you could probably make the case it might be his best performance uh, mm-hmm. to date. It, it is it is that good. Um, I I think for me, and you sort of hinted on it, the tone is a little is a little much because I went into it and, and, and again, this might be, you know, the mistake of the trailers. I expected this to be kind of a, uh, not a, not an over the top comedy, but more of a light comedy uh, with, with the Christmas uh, flair and, and setting. Um, and I, it's not in the sense that it's kind of, you know, copying 
think a film like Dead Poet Society. I mean, there's mm-hmm. they're they're two separate beasts. But I, I, I guess I was expecting more of a of a lighter tone throughout, as opposed to kind of a, a yeah a somber note I, I think that was a little jarring for me and that's where i sort of bring in the dead poet society comparison where it's like with dead poet society yeah there's there's some comedy peppered throughout but that movie you know the 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 tone is clear kind of throughout whereas this movie i thought it tried to have it both ways like okay we're going to be a light comedy but then we're going to we're gonna veer off and mm-hmm. do you know drop some heavy stuff on you Christmas and party. yeah and, and that I guess that was again I'll you know maybe I I you know went in thinking it might be something tonally different and and then you get to the Christmas party sequence and it's like oh okay we're we're completely veering well, that <laughs> sequence the psychiatric hospital sequence. yeah. Um, there's there's a lot of it's it, it gets heavy it, it, like i said it's heavy to go on I, I mean again yeah i suppose props to the you know the marketing for sort of hiding that fact because mm-hmm. i mean you don't watching the trailers i i thought okay this is going to be just be a, a sort of a light calm you know kind of a an upbeat you know dead poet society type situation uh and I it's thought, it's not <laughs> i was kind of expecting a tone of something like dutch Oh, that's a good comparison. That's a that's good comparison. That's a Dutch. good comparison. And then, yeah, the tone, I didn't grasp it at first, but I didn't mind it, you know? And also, I think the moment, like, it's pretty well balanced to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess that worked for me also, but I get I get totally get what you're saying. The trailers did sell it as something else. Yeah. Yes, I mean, I mean not, not that it's like a bait and switch type thing, but mm-hmm. it was definitely, uh, it was jarring. Uh, at least for me and so like that kind of colored my opinion on it uh by the end of it, it again not that it is a uh it's a it's a bad film so you know again you know defenders of the you know everyone stand out i not i i'm not bashing the film because i i know it's yeah that's right i, I mean again i know it's getting universal praise but it, it just for some reason it did not land like i I thought it would, and you know, again, I see all these other reactions. I'm like, okay, I, I just did not have that experience with the That's movie. Fair. That's totally fair. Yeah, I, I get that. Um, you know, the something that I, I think is funny about it that kind of stick sticks with me, and this is not about the movie itself, but the setting it being in the 70s, and when it shows them in a movie theater and people are smoking in the movie theater, <laughs> I watched that. And I was like, how far we've come. I know. <laughs> A different time, a different era. A totally different time. Yeah. I don't yep. remember ever seeing smoking in a movie theater. I mean, that's just like such a foreign concept. It is. You know, but it's like it's like, you know, a smoking section in a restaurant. You know? Right. You don't see it anymore. No, it's gone. Yeah. But the, I, I that was like a yeah, that's a, yeah. funny as I, as I was watching it. It didn't take me out. I was like, hey, that's they're smoking in the theater. That's... <laughs> and when I saw this movie, I was alone in the theater. I was the only person there. So oh, that's no other, yeah. no other people reacting to it, of course, except me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of a good experience, you know, your own yeah. your own private showing. It felt like it. It felt like I ran into <laughs> There you go. Well, that's not a bad way. Not a bad mm-hmm. way to enjoy a night. 
no, especially, I, I, you know, like I said, I really enjoy this movie. It's something I'll revisit. I, I will revisit it at some point. Just, I, I think now that I know what to expect maybe mm-hmm. and, and, you know, see if my, my reaction changes anymore. Um, I'm curious if it will. Yeah. Because I mean, like I said, you know, I came out of it and was like, okay, like what what did I just watch? And then like, you know, I see all these you know, reactions, like people are like, oh, the you know, best, one of the best films of the year. I'm like, wow, I don't know about that. I think it's in my top 10. I'm pretty sure of it. Oh, good for you. That's yeah. Cool. <laughs> I'm one of those people, I guess. No, hey, you know, I, like I said, I mean, I, I know I am in the minority and that, you know, I, I I'm glad everybody else is fine, you know, enjoying it. But uh, I'll have to revisit it at some point. Uh, I'm sure there'll be ample time, uh, mm-hmm. given that uh, it's going to be an awards contender. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you know what? We're all in the minority when it comes to some films. So. That, and that's, like, you know, we're in the minority on Barbie together. That, no, bingo. There we go. So, you know, <laughs> take the good with the bad. Right. There's that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Were there any other films that, uh, and I, you just feel like you have to like get on your soapbox about? Get on my soapbox. Well, no, like I said, Do you, I are there any films that you feel like you know? I, I, you know, I'm in the minority with uh, you know, the holdovers, but uh, you know, you, know, you mentioned uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, mm-hmm. earlier. Any other film that you feel like audiences just uh audiences and critics missed the mark or you know we're we're uh we're uh, you know, you're a party of one so to speak you know i kind of want to say uh sympathy for the devil with nicholas cage and Joel oh Kinnaman. okay i d- i don't think that movie got enough love yeah i'm actually surprised that that didn't it is a short film again and it tells a very clear A to B story. Mm-hmm. It's very entertaining. And it's not like a, a mind bender. You know what I mean? No, it's it's straightforward. It's a very easy watch. And I'm surprised it didn't get more love because we don't have a lot of films like this. Like you were talking um, the rom-coms with No Hard Feelings mm-hmm. or even Thanksgiving, which is a straight slasher film. There's no crazy twist like, oh, he's from the future. Right. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I assume there's no crazy twist. No. <laughs> or even Cocaine Bear. You know, we don't have a lot of these types of films. So it's it feels like when they do come along, they just get pushed to the side for whatever other film is out. You know, that that is such a great point because it feels like today a movie has to be an event. Right. It has to be something monumental. And if it isn't something monumental, then it's got to have a out of the box convoluted twist with A, B, and C subparts. Exactly. And There's people talk. Yeah. And you know, I'm all for that. I'm all mm-hmm. for your surprise ending. I'm all for the Barbenheimers of the world. <laughs> um, but sometimes there is nothing wrong with just a straightforward movie. And Sympathy for the Devil checks that box. Cocaine Bear is another one. Like, like yes, movies are events, and I think it's important to have event, you know, type situations. You know, 
certainly superhero films were like that for a period of time. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's that way anymore. Um, but like, you know, there's nothing wrong with just, all right, that was a great movie. It didn't like, I feel like today it's like, okay, if you did not have a life changing experience with a movie, then the movie's no good. Like we, we've sort of conditioned ourselves. Like this is the greatest movie ever made. Or it's a total piece of garbage. Unless like, you felt the, the power of Christ as you were watching it, right. it doesn't matter. <laughs> I was lifted out of my seat in the right. heaven. No, it and like I was speaking in tongues and all that. <laughs> right. Like no, like sometimes a movie is just a movie. Like a movie it doesn't have to change your world. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to become your religion. It can just be a good movie. You know? It can be a damn good movie. You know? It, it's it might be a damn good movie. You know. Like I mean, go ahead. Oh, is it good? No, I was just going to say. I mean, I, I I know you probably will have thoughts on it at some point, but like Renfield, mm, I would yes. put it, I would put in a in that kind of category as well. I do have thoughts, but we'll, yeah, no, we'll get to that. yeah, we could <laughs> save that. <laughs> yeah, another movie I wanted to mention that really stood out for me. I don't know if you saw this, uh, the Ninja Turtle movie. TMNT. And I did not see that one. No. Okay, that was. Um, I'm a big Ninja Turtle fan, of course. Mm-hmm. And so going into that, I had such high expectations. Mm-hmm. And it's actually one of my favorite movie going experiences this year. Oh, it's wow. It's not because I love the movie as much as I did, which I do, but because my daughter responded to it a certain way. So that is something that stands out to me a lot this year. Nice. Just being able to do that with her and share that, that was a pretty big deal for me. That's and the nice. movie's great. <laughs> no, I, I, I... That that's a good moment. Mm-hmm. It worked for me. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, like that's at the end of the day, that's all you can almost expect or or, or should expect from a movie. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have to become your religion. I mean, certainly, you know, we see it on on Twitter because we're in certainly those uh, you know circles and whatnot. Where like you know, movies become a personality almost, and it's like. I mean, I'll admit there are very few films that I will say that I, I will sort of make a religion out of, um, you know. Uh, but well, again, I hope it's not Halloween because that would be a weird religion. No, no, it's not. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not worshiping at the church of, uh, you know, of our of Thornets. <laughs> we're the Druid robes or something. Um, yeah, but again, a movie should just be a movie sometimes and i think you know when i look back at sort of my big takeaway on on this year you know certainly there are you know a few epics and a few ones that are mm-hmm. are you know certainly monumental uh but there's a lot of films that i thought were just like they like they were just good and and mm-hmm. like good is not bad you know it's not like that doesn't mean i hated the film or the film did not you know, meet expectation, it was a good film or it was a great film. Like it, it could be interchangeable. It doesn't have to be this life affirming event or, 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 you know, world shattering event. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh my God. Like, I mean, certainly, you know, we know, you know, from, uh, you know, from mutuals and whatnot, take the flash as an example, like for a lot of people, that was the worst thing that could have happened to them. And other people it was the greatest thing that could have happened mm-hmm. to them. It's a very interesting dynamic yeah i mean i i find it hard to give a movie a number score like out of 10 or something that's really difficult for me Mm -hmm. but 
I think when you're looking at review scores, there's like a six out of ten or a seven out of ten. That doesn't mean it's a bad movie. No. Like a lot of people see that and it's automatically it's doomed. Yeah. No, exactly. Like I would give Voyage, like if I had to do a number, I would probably give Voyage of the Demeter somewhere in between that six and seven. Oh yeah. It was a inner, you know, it's it's a good time. Yeah, exactly. the movies. Bingo. Is it the best thing ever? No. Does it need to be? No. I see I see some vampire carnage. I'm happy. <laughs> That's right. I mean, sometimes it's just the simple things. Mm-hmm. It, you know, you, you get what you sign up for in most cases. Yeah. Now that's a very good point. Uh, I, I think, you know, when, I guess what it is, we're, we're always chasing the next big thing. We're always we're chasing Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it comes down to. That's what mm-hmm. it comes down to. Or the next Barbenheimer, uh, you know, which yeah, if you're into that, <laughs> if you're in, well, no, if you're in, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I think ultimately it's, to me, I look at every movie, what what happens in here? Like, what's my gut reaction? What mm-hmm. is my takeaway from it? And like, so, I mean, I, I know full well, like, you know, if I put out like a top 10 list this year, I know it is going to be films that not everyone would, would say, well, okay, why is that on a top 10 mm-hmm. list? Well, it's because it resonated with me. I enjoyed it. I had a good time with it. And that's ultimately what matters like you know it's not about um you know checking a box of like well this uh this this you know critic put it here or or mm-hmm. oh how could you you know put the, like you know like ultimately it should be about enjoying a movie like that's the whole point it's you know it's not about you know having a lecture or or, or whatnot it's it's you're going to be entertained like i mean to me i think that should be the purpose of a movie let's just be entertained and then if something else happens beyond that, then you know, hell, that's great. Pop the champagne for the love of movies. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Bingo. Well done. Well done, Chris. Checks in the mail. I'll be here all week, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I. I. That. That. Well said. Well said. Uh, and that's actually a perfect transition. Uh, unless you had anything uh, else you wanted to get off your chest. I think those are the main films I wanted to talk about. I mean, there was a there was so many good, like even simple comments like Strays. That was fun oh yeah, what it is. Yep. Um, we had some some of the big epic comic movies like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, which I think is fantastic. Um, probably the comic movie of the year for me. Oh really? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, bunch of horror stuff like we've talked about. It's been a good year, but those yep. are the main things I wanted to talk about. No, it's been a great year. Aside from the top three. Well, that's that's where we're at. We're uh, we've we've suspiciously avoided three, three, I know, three, yeah, three films have been kept off the radar. So, mm-hmm. uh, let's uh, let's uh, let's dive into it. Uh, again, keeping with that theme, top three of of two thousand twenty three. So, Chris, we can do this either you know round robin style, or if you just want to give me your top three, and then we can uh, go into it. Let's do round robin. Let's all right. Round. All right. Perfect. So uh, start off uh, your number three. So you mentioned people are going to ask you, why is that on your top 10? <laughs> I am prepared for all the crucifix crucifixes <laughs> that are coming at me for this one. No pun intended. <laughs> Puns aren't my thing. Um, Renfield is number three. <laughs> love it. This is a movie that, yes, I am biased. I love Nicolas Cage. I also love Dracula and vampire things in general. 
there was just no way I was not going to enjoy this movie. I, I don't think there was a, a version of it where I would have said, you know what? That was crap. Because <laughs> Nicolas Cage's Dracula was all I needed. You're combining two of my favorite things. I love it. <laughs> um, the movie itself is not, it's not amazing. It's more than I bargained for in a way. It is really wacky, but what works for me is Nicolas Cage and um, Nicholas Holt, actually. Mm. I think their performances are just stellar. And there's so much fun to watch. There's so much cool Dracula lore in this, especially the black and white scene at the start. Um, mm. You guys, have, if, if you guys listen to the show regularly, you know I've gushed about the Bela Lugosi Dracula film with Phil before. And to see them recreate it with Nicolas Cage is it, just amazing to me. And I have watched this movie quite a bit this year because it is amazing. <laughs> it's really simple just to put on. You know, I've watched it. It's background noise for me at times. I, I like it a lot. <laughs> So it, it is my top, it's my number three spot. Love it. Love it. Absolutely love it. I, I, I figured that we uh, had avoided talking about Redfield. So I, I said, it's it's going to be coming down the line. <laughs> it, it's three. I mean, it's a good no, spot for no, it. No, it's a good. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Uh, so my number three, and uh, again, this probably will come as no surprise to uh, any listeners of this show, uh, but it is Thanksgiving. Uh, this, uh, if someone had told me a Thanksgiving horror film slasher would be on my uh, my list for the year, I would have said, get out of town. And then the fact that it was directed by Eli Roth, I would have said, okay, this, there's no way this is going to you know, be a match. Well, it is. I had such a great time with this movie. It has a perfect balance of scares, thrills, and humor, actually. There's some... This was a great movie to see with an audience because uh, it's very interactive in a way. And I will say about the uh, the slasher, uh, the John Carver character, and I won't uh, obviously get into spoilers since you haven't seen it, Chris. Um, but this is not just a uh, a person in a suit uh, or in a mask. There's a there's a personality, uh, and that is something that. Uh, you don't always get with these kind of films. Uh, it's usually just, you know, someone just... Exactly. Uh, th there's a personality here. And that works to the story. It's an interesting commentary on the whole commercialization of Thanksgiving, Black Friday. And it, it's it's what... It's advertised. It's Thanksgiving. It's a horror film set at the holiday. I mean... How has there not been one? Now, again, before everyone comes at me, I know there have been a few uh, in the past, but like this is the one that finally delivered. The, the, this is the Halloween, if you will, for Thanksgiving. And uh, I, I'm just, I'm all about it. As I said earlier, bring on the seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to watch. I, I will get to it. I, I think you'll enjoy it. I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, I'll get to that as soon as I can. Maybe even before the holiday. We'll see. It's available. I think, I think it just hit streaming. It just hit today, so it's it's all ready for. You know, if you want to start your Christmas early, <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> there you go. No, it's it, it's a good time. It's a good Last time. My way to Christmas. There we go. That's right. <laughs> all right. So, uh, what is your number two? So the problem with my number two and my number one is they've been battling since I saw one of them. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> And I'm still going back and forth 
but I need to see it again before I could, if they're going to switch positions, I need to see this one again. So number two, for right now, <laughs> is Poor Things. This movie, I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> uh, you know, it's kind of like if you were to imagine Frankenstein, but he was let out of the castle and allowed to live. That's basically what it is with Emma Stone as Frankenstein, of course, and um, Willem, well, Frankenstein's monster, and Willem Dafoe as Frankenstein himself. And it is, um, I don't call many movies this, it is a delight. <laughs> it is wacky. It is completely bizarre. Like the stuff in this movie, I, I didn't even expect some of this stuff. And you watch the trailers, you think, oh, that's weird. Yeah, it gets weirder. But not like in an off-putting way. It, it just, it is what it is. And the sets are beautiful. The costuming is really impressive because while it's clearly at a certain time period, they don't, it's not like strict to it in a way. Mm -hmm. it, it's very much a fictional version of this time period. The performances are, are great. It's not just Emma Stone, who, who it is her filming. She is tremendous. I think she's going to get an Oscar nomination for this role. And I completely support that. <laughs> but you have like Mark Ruffalo, who I don't normally like in films very much. Okay, interesting. Yeah, he's not my favorite. I think Same. he's cool and all, but yeah, you no, know, just Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> this, he's really good. And I will okay. Defoe always kills it. I don't think I've seen a bad Will Defoe appearance in any. Never way. turns in a bad performance. No, and the makeup on him is so impressive. He, he's like his face like pieced together if you haven't seen him before in mm -hmm. the trailers or whatnot his face like sewn together or something <laughs> and the things the, the dialogue he has in this movie you don't know whether it's supposed to be funny or what but it is <laughs> a lot of it <laughs> yeah i in the sound design i could go on about this movie but i don't want to keep <laughs> overhyping it i adore <laughs> poor things well, I I have to to I should have prefaced this earlier. There is a a major caveat with uh with my my list, my ranking, uh, everyone, because I have not seen poor things yet. And uh by the time this episode drops, I probably will have seen it. Uh, yeah, I will have seen it uh, by the time this episode drops because this is airing um at the end of the month. But um yeah, so there there is a there is a poor things uh caveat with the with this list and uh i mean just based on everything you have said chris and and what the reactions have been to this film i i think i'm going to enjoy it i this will not be a uh the holdover situation i don't think it will be. no i i just everything you've described and from what I have seen, it looks wacky. It looks demented. It looks beautiful. Uh, there's a, it has there's Emma Stone in it. I need I say there's more. There's a dance scene. That, okay. You know, the, the audience I saw was just pretty into it for the most part. Okay. But people lost it during that dance scene. Okay. All right. My, my, my anticipation is just reaching a fever. Uh, no, it's all good. It's all, no, like I said, I... I I, I have been pumped for this film uh, since I, I first got uh, w wind of it. And 
with each passing uh, month, it, it, the the hype continues to build. So I, I'm I'm delighted that that you had such a great time for it, uh, or a good time with it, and uh, it makes your top three. Yes, and on a rewatch, we'll see if it overtakes number one, but. Number one I mean, is beast. That's pretty good though. Already. I know you know what number one is. I I, yeah. <laughs> I think we have the same one. I think uh, so. but uh no, that's that's really good that it's already uh number two. Mm-hmm. So that brings me to uh to mine. And uh, uh th- this film th- I mean a film I knew I was going to enjoy from the moment it was announced because it has my favorite actor in it, mm-hmm. and it is Napoleon. I adore this film. It is it's it's actually funnier than than the trailers would suggest. Um I won't call it a comedy, but just the almost sort of the the psychological spotlight that it puts on Napoleon, it's really well done. And you you come away with the impression uh that this was despite all of his battles won and his sort of military genius, this was a weird little guy. He was a weird little guy and walking Phoenix brings that to life beautifully. Now I know some people have been criticizing the historical accuracy and sort of the creative liberties that uh, Ridley Scott took with this film. And to that, I say, uh, you know, to to paraphrase Ridley Scott, you know, go buy a textbook. Like you know, I mean, the, like a movie's job is to entertain, and this is a thoroughly entertaining film. It is a spectacle. The the action scenes, the battle sequences in this film are some of the best I have seen in movies, and it's only something Ridley Scott could pull off. He just has that that eye i mean certainly any of his films are are visually appealing but but this one i felt was on such a whole a whole other level and i i cannot uh, go by this without mentioning vanessa kirby as uh as his wife josephine uh i mean she she really brings it in this film and i mean phoenix of course is in is in a class all by himself but I mean, she she rivals him, you know, in some cases even surpasses him just with her performance. And again, it, it's it's as much about their love story and their complicated marriage as as it was about his time as as Emperor of France. And I, I just oh, I love this film. I can't wait for the four hour cut that is coming. <laughs> um, I, if I had any criticism, it would be. I want to see the four hour cut. Like I, I want to see the full version of, of what, uh, what, what Ridley Scott intended, because what we get in two and a half hours is nothing short of a masterpiece. Uh, and I, I just, I, I adore this film. And again, walking Phoenix, he can do no wrong in my eyes. So I I'll be there for, for everything that he does. I mean, again, Bo is afraid has its, uh, is is probably a divisive film to say the least, but again, even that you know he he never turns in a bad performance. So I, I just have to say that. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix is one of those actors. I don't care about the quality of the movie. Like yeah. the movie could be terrible. Like 
I mentioned it before, but that one he's in, I, I believe it's with Mark Wahlberg, and one of them is a cop, one of them is not. I want to say it's We Own the Night. Oh. I think that's what's called, We Own the Night. Um, Joaquin Phoenix is not the cop character, if I remember correctly. But anyway, the, the movie is, I think it's terrible, but Joaquin Phoenix, excellent. You just can't go wrong with him as an actor. Now, it's good we didn't do a top 10, though, because if we did, I would have a caveat about that because I haven't seen Napoleon yet, and I feel like it will be on my top 10. Yeah, I I mean, this was a film I knew it just sort of going into, I knew I was going to enjoy it. Like, I just, mm-hmm. you know, I just the, the film itself, I mean, it has a a scope to it that is, it feels like a throwback to some of the great biopics but but it's not that like it's not a cradle to grave type movie do you think that it's better to do those types or i kind of like the idea of a loosely based thing because we're so far removed anyway it's not like anybody knows what was going on i prefer i prefer that a a a loose adaptation Hmm. um i think it's it allows for more creativity mm-hmm. again like the sequence that a lot of historians and critics are knocking is the scene where napoleon takes egypt now there's no historical record of him using cannonballs to blast uh pyramids in into dust but as ridley scott said it may not be historically accurate but it was a great way of saying he conquered egypt mm-hmm. and like you know so like I'm so all done it anyway. exactly, exactly. You know, so like I'm all for those kind of things as opposed to, all right, here he was at age ten, and let's follow that. You know, for the next five minutes. Yeah, I think I prefer that too. It, it just, like I said, leaves more with creativity. Yeah, yeah, I think that you can do more with it, which will make a better film. Exactly. I think you're restricting yourself when you want to say exactly how it's, you know, been written in history when we don't even know. A lot of those, you know, yeah, it's things. it's all it's all accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, absolutely. The best uh, case of he said, she said. That's that's perfectly said, and that is the case with Napoleon. Um, yeah, so I just thoroughly enjoy it, and uh, yeah, I, I think you will as well. This is another one, uh, uh, especially if you like Walking Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, this will uh, this will deliver for you. I think. I think I'm waiting for the four hour version. Yeah, that I'm looking forward to. I, there was a rumor I thought it was coming in January, but I haven't I seen. It was too. I haven't seen anything announced yet. But I mean, needless to say, I, I will be watching. <laughs> I, I think whenever I hear there's a director's cut of something, I automatically think, okay, maybe I'll wait for that. Right. <laughs> but I do really want to see this. It, it's high on my list too. Oh, that's fair. All right, so that brings us to uh, number one, the grand, uh, the grand finale, and I, I. I think I know which movie you're going to pick, but oh, this movie's a beast. It's Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer is my number one. This movie, man, <laughs> I have nowhere to start with this one. I'll, 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 we could, we could sort of do this in unison because it, it, Oppenheimer is my number one yeah. uh, as well. And, and you said it best. It, it's a beast. It is mm-hmm. a beast of a film. St- gut reaction like when you walked out of the theater what was your immediate take i want to see it again i don't care that it's three hours 
same and and there was there's this feeling like i just watched one of the like i knew this is going to be my favorite film of the year most likely yeah i'm I'm immediate i'm with you um very few times you know can you go into a film thinking all right this is gonna take the prize Mm -hmm. i i mean it's christopher nolan so that kind of is the the giveaway a little (laughs) bit it's like all right we're halfway there so like you know even on a bad day you know it's still a christopher nolan film but uh, what a towering achievement and i mean my my favorite nolan film is is still the dark knight but I mean, you could make a, an argument, and I would certainly support anyone that said this is Nolan's greatest film, uh, because th- there's certainly an argument to be made that this is his magnus opus. Uh, it, it's he's firing on all cylinders with this film. I think I would say, like, there's a difference between best and favorite. Mm-hmm. I think, and favorite. Favorite would be different than um, best. Mm-hmm. Favorite is different than best. Sorry. Um, favorite for me is Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. Best is Oppenheimer. <laughs> this movie, it does something like you mentioned Napoleon as a biopic, and it's loosely, it's loose and, and everything. I think this is two in a way, mm-hmm. but with Oppenheimer. The way this thing moves, you don't feel the three hours. No. And going into it, you think it's built around a certain spectacle, which is the explosion. But when you watch it, you realize the explosion in the, in terms of the film doesn't matter. No. For all the the press and, and all the cool stuff they talked about when it came to that giant man-made explosion that Nolan made what stands out is everything else it's it's really background noise in a lot of ways and and I mean that in the best way it's it's not I mean it's it's obviously the focal point on you know which the narrative was based and obviously the the story moves but it is not the focus the focus is I mean I love how only Nolan, I think, is adept enough at, at doing these cross-cutting between timelines. Like yeah. for a lot of directors, they immediately lose the thread after the first two or three, you know, flashbacks or flash forwards. Nolan, and again, I think it's probably just it goes back to memento. He just has that that genius of being able to weave a very complicated story in different mm-hmm. timelines and different moments together. But I, I mean, that's on full display here. You've got all these different storylines and all these different players, but yet it, it weaves together so that when you finally get to the ending, so you have, you know, Strauss being denied his, uh, his nomination, like, there's a tremendous payoff it's uh, like you're you're right there with it it's not just you know people talking and all right and Mm. we're passing time like you might as well be right there in that senate hearing (laughs) and you know speak of nomination robert downey jr i I think gives a career best performance it is it is his best without a doubt he has done some some great roles like 
Chaplin, of course, is one people always talk about, and he right. is. I mean, that is a performance in Chaplin. Oh yeah, absolutely. But this overtakes it. It's a whole other level. And, and the thing about his Strauss is, at the start of the movie, you're kind of for him in a way, and then as it goes on, you realize that Strauss is the bad guy essentially. Yeah. And I think the way they handle it. And this it goes to Chris Reynolds' credit with how he does the timeline stuff. You don't see, unless you really know the history of Oppenheimer, it's a surprise to you. Mm-hmm. And, and the way it's handled, it works out so well. And I, I mean, Killian Murphy, of course, is the star of it. But him and Downey together, they're like a dream team. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a match made in heaven. <laughs> they are so good. Oh, it's incredible. And I think they only share a couple of scenes, actually. No, it, I was I was recently re-watching it, and, and it's only like maybe two or three scenes that they're actually they're together. But yet, you feel the weight of that whole dynamic throughout. And again, that's a credit to their performances. That oh, it yeah. just it stays with... Oh, again. Out. Yeah. No. Even like Jason Clark at the hearing, Oh my God! Such a minor character, but he, he gets such an emotion out of you. Like I can't stand that guy. No, again, everybody plays a part in this film. Again, obviously, Killian is the star, mm-hmm. but everybody from Florence Pugh. I mean, I I don't think he's gotten enough recognition. But Gary Oldman, for the brief time he, we're talking like probably a minute, minute and a yeah, half, right. as Harry Truman. Like, I mean, yes, it's Gary Oldman, but like, I, I'm right there. I'm believing that that's Harry Truman in that whole sequence, and just everything that again, I've you know done a lot of reading and in, in histories on on presidents. So like, I know you know what kind of a cantankerous sob Harry Truman was, and like, it, it it's like right there. Like that's not that's not Gary. That's that that's the president right there. Right. For me, I actually forgot Gary Oldman was in the movie. So when that scene came up, I was like, oh, there's Gary. Well, but no, that only lasted a second. Yeah. And no, it stays with you. It's a commanding performance. And like you said, maybe 90 seconds. Yeah, it's it's so quick. And he barely speaks. I think he's <laughs> he just sitting know, there. Yeah. yeah, it's mostly his expression and it, it's just tremendous. And Emily Blunt. Oh, I mean the way that they depict her character just kind of sitting in at the hearing and she's mostly quiet during those scenes, but there's, there's so much going on with her and you buy it. The expression, her glances, Mm -hmm. I mean, just what she's conveying and saying with her eyes, it's it's magnificent. Especially during that specific scene Mm -hmm. where she's, I guess imagining it is the way to say it. Yeah. With uh, Oppenheimer and Florence Pugh's character. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Both of them are just on another level. Oh, it's incredible. I mean, everybody who is certainly getting awards talk is deserving of it Mm -hmm. in this film. Nobody turns in a bad performance no one's phoning in i mean it, it's a christopher nolan film so there's sort of that cachet with it um but again like even you know again alden emmerich is in the film and he's not in a big role but again the guy turns in a damn good performance for the limited time 
that he's there. We haven't even um, mentioned. Oh dear God, um, I, I'm I'm blanking on That's his name. Thank you. There That's we go. That's what I was just thinking. Yeah, he surprised me the most because I haven't seen him in anything since Penny Dreadful, and before that, he was just teenage rom com guy number seven. I did not know what to expect uh, when I when I was, you know knew his name was in. I said, okay, well this you know can't be you know much of you know this, mm-hmm. but like he has a pretty substantial role and his performance again, I, I, he's another one. I don't think is getting enough uh, credit and praise for, for his role because he's damn good in this film. Mm-hmm. There's just so many actors because nobody delivers a bad performance. No, it's a massive cast. I, I don't often say a film is flawless. This film may be flawless. I would agree with that. I would it, agree. You know, Nolan has made some great films. I even like Tenet. The only one of his films I really don't get along with is Memento. That's fair. But this one, like you said, it, he's firing on all cylinders here. And everything works from the smallest minute detail <laughs> to the largest. It's 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 a it's cinema. I mean, it, it's. I, I feel like it's, it's an overused word now, it, and certainly it's like a gift of you, Grant, from the gentleman. It's cinema, <laughs> beautiful cinema. That's it. That's literally it. I mean, what what an amazing accomplishment! A a three hour biopic has mm-hmm. not only about, the, about a bomb. Yeah, about a bomb. Yeah, exactly, has been a hit with certainly with critics, but with audiences. Mm-hmm. I mean, the film has made almost a billion dollars and probably will hit a billion once they re-release it in time for the awards. You know what's one of the strangest things about this film? It makes Oppenheimer an endearing person. Yeah. Which I don't think anybody's ever really thought that about him. I mean, yeah, he, he went on the apology tour, essentially. Oh, sure. Yeah, But it didn't I don't think this information that you get from this movie, the way it's presented, ever really gave you any like decent feelings toward him. No, no. But here I, you feel it. Well, no, what I like about this film is it it doesn't shy away from the complexities. It this is not a glorifying story. Like mm-hmm. this is showing the flaws, the weaknesses the triumphs of this individual and i mean ultimately it's not putting its thumb on the scale for the audience being like oh he was a terrible man that did something or no he was a genius who saved mankind it it really is sort of straddling that middle line and 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 a lot of ways leaving it to the audience to to take away whatever it is they want i mean some people are going to see oppenheimer as as a hero other people are going to see him as as a villain and mm-hmm. i think for the vast majority of people i mean i certainly would put myself in this category you see him as a complicated individual you see him as a human being that's exactly what i was going to say that's how i came away from this movie this is this was just a human yep. doing what he thought was right at the time and then stuff happens exactly you know things spin out of control mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, no. You know, you have created the atom bomb. That's right. You know, law of unintended consequences or something. Mm-hmm. No, uh, I, I just, just a, uh, it, it's an amazing film. 
I mean, the cinematography, the music. I mean, I have the soundtrack downloaded on my my iPhone, and I can tell you that I've spent many a mornings uh, jogging and walking listening to this soundtrack. And it's a nice soundtrack. It's it's a one. It's again. It's very good for those quiet moments. It's great to get you that energy in the morning. Uh, it, it's it's hauntingly beautiful. That's the way. I, that's how I would describe the whole film. Hauntingly beautiful. And I mean, that one, final shot. The final shot. But the, another shot that I always go back to is the one when um, it's after the bomb went off and they're celebrating and he walks into that, I think it was a barn or something or a gym with all the seats yeah where everybody's he, cheering yeah and he's like having a moment by himself i mean that's one of the most terrifying shots in the film and i mean frankly probably one of the most terrifying shots of the film uh, of any film this year that scene it's unnerving yes and i that is my not the explosion because that was cool and all but that scene is the one that sticks with me mm-hmm no, it's it's showing the consequences mm-hmm. no. and the reaction to the consequence. Two very different reactions. I, I I could literally go on for like five hours about this film because oh, film. there is just so much, like just in the details, and that's I think what really just continues to sell me on this film it's the details um it's so rich with all this other stuff it's the main storylines of course but everything else peppered into it that's what makes it special that's what makes it exactly i mean i know i've i've mentioned it on this show before but i will do it again here if you have a chance to read the screenplay uh and i picked up a copy of of uh, a published version of it over the summer and you know, there's sort of like some uh, you know prologues and, and uh, prefaces but the script itself is written in the first person for all of Oppenheimer's sequences and you know anyone who's read a script or, or seen a script knows they can be kind of dry and, and very matter of fact this when you read it particularly the stuff that is told in the first person, which is Oppenheimer's uh, scenes and sequences. It reads like any good journal or, or even a novel. It, it just has such a, a quality to it. And I, again, it hats off to Nolan for, you know, sort of thinking outside the box and, and writing the script in that way, because I think that was, the perfect way to get into this uh into this person's mind and and psyche as opposed to just doing it in the traditional way uh this is not a a traditional film in the sense that you couldn't just follow conventional wisdom i think you had to to break the rules i'm glad they did i i think maybe that's what helped killian murphy to get into this role i i would think so there is no killian murphy there's no I know I, I've I've said this of other performances where an actor is playing a person in real life, but you said it exactly. Killian isn't here. That that's Oppenheimer on the screen. Like he just he embodies everything. You can watch old documentaries or interviews or even just you know, even like a picture. Mm-hmm. It's amazing the transformation. And I'm not just talking about 
makeup or or wardrobe just the performance and the mannerisms and being able yeah it's you're not watching a a performance you're you're Mm -hmm. watching the the the, the actual person if you will and we've seen so many biopics at this point Mm -hmm. so many and probably too many (laughs) yeah and they aim to do what he just did there's only a few that come to mind that have accomplished it like Walking Phoenix is Johnny Cash and Walk the Line. Walk the Line, yeah. There is no Walking Phoenix. There's only nope, Johnny. That's right. <laughs> um, Jamie Foxx and Ray. Yep. Yep. And then on the other side of the spectrum, we have like Rami Malik as Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody, which doesn't exactly work for me. No. No. That that's a that's you a know, case of we're watching an actor play a role. Exactly. So to see something to put him in the same category as those other two, I think yeah. says a lot also. Even again, Robert Downey Jr.'s performance, there is no RDJ. No, you're, that's Strauss. That is Strauss. Yeah. I don't care who, who thinks that's already, that is that is Strauss. That's no, it is. That's not Iron Man, guys. No, <laughs> Iron Man is not here. Nope. Leave a message. No, just, a, just a lowly shoe salesman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, it's, uh, it, it's an incredible film. Uh, I, I, I know it's an overused word, but but it is a masterpiece. It, mm-hmm. it really, this on. this oh, it, it's you said it, it's flawless. It's a flawless film. Mm-hmm. So I, oh, I, 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 I am. I try not to get too much into the awards contender uh, stakes because at the end of the day, you know, I don't have any control over it anyway. Mm-hmm. But. This is one film, and and everybody involved, I would love to see recognized uh, and, and take home the gold, so to speak, because it, it is just that, it is that perfect. It really is. Uh, I, I don't get caught up in the award stuff either. Um, like you said, we don't have any control over it, and plus, I just like what I like. <laughs> right, right. But if this were to win some awards, I would fully understand why. Yeah. There's so much good in this i i haven't even i don't think i've even seen a complaint from most people no. it seems that most consider it pretty much flawless across the board here i have seen some complain about the length i don't feel the length but that's just me yeah no i mean this is one of those situations where i i think you know yeah let 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 the director do his job kind of a thing like yes. th- this is something you would be doing it a disservice by making it two hours yeah, I, I can't even imagine this movie at two hours. And that, I think, is a sign of a good movie, a good three-hour movie. Bingo. You watch it, and you're like, how do you even cut this down? That's right. No, because like you would be losing so much. Yeah, and I don't want to lose anything. No. I, even the Einstein stuff, leave it in there. It's no, it's it's perfect. No, mm-hmm. uh, that's, uh, I believe uh, the guy who plays Einstein is the same one from Begins that Bruce gives the coat to. No, he's uh, the guy in The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, one of the, the guys in the prison. Oh, is that who, the chiropractor? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that, that's right. <laughs> I thought yeah. it was the coat guy. No, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The the prison doctor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knew right. that uh, that prison had one? But... That's right. That's right. No. And then, I mean, anyone who was a friend of uh, friends, anyone who was a fan of Friends, this was actually just pointed out to me. Uh, he played. Uh, uh, Emily's father during the uh, season four arc where Ross is getting married. Really? 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I, again, it was just pointed out to me and I looked it up. Yep. There he is. Tom. Uh, yeah. No, there, there's your fun fact. Uh, you can take to the bank and, you know, impress people at parties with. Yeah, there's not much fun to be had in Oppenheimer, but that is a fun no, fact. No, there's your fun fact. No, so there's your friend's connection. Yep. Yeah. What is it, six degrees of Kevin Bacon? Is that something like, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah uh, six degrees of, you know, Tom Cotton, yeah, I guess would be what it would be this time. There you go. Uh, yeah, so there we have it. There we have our, our, our top three of 2023. Chris, if you don't want to just uh, give your, your top three again for uh, – all the uh, all the all the listeners get the pitchforks because Renfield is still number three. Yeah. <laughs> Four things is on a shaky number two, <laughs> and Oppenheimer is number one because it, like we've said, it is an absolute beast of a film. Beast, oh, well said. And uh, my top three: Thanksgiving, Napoleon, and Oppenheimer. And uh, and I will circle back in the new year after I've seen Poor Things mm-hmm. and and see where that lands i i i know it is going to land very high on my uh on my list just given my anticipation and the reactions from uh you and others uh so i uh i will report back once i have uh once i have seen it but uh uh before we uh before we close out of this chris anything you're looking forward to in 2024 oh there's loads of stuff yeah. <laughs> um deadpool 3 is probably my main thing uh, Beetlejuice 2. Mm. The Crow reboot is supposed to be next year. We'll see. Oh, that's right. Uh, the new Ghostbusters film. That Robert Pattinson movie, Mickey. Oh, yeah. Mickey 17. Yeah. Excited for that. There's there's some other stuff, but I think those are the main ones that come to mind right now. Nice. I could be forgetting something that's important, but that's what came to mind. <laughs> I mean, for me, I mean, I, I'll co sign pretty much everything that you just said there, but uh, my number. The one I'm most anticipating is Joker Falling a Duran. I can tell you everybody right now, and I apologize in advance. I am going to be insufferable probably from from the time the first trailer drops and the and and we get more uh, posters and whatnot. I am going to be insufferable, so I, I apologize. It's going to be a lot of Joker comments now and then. So you I know, we have to apologize in advance for our behavior because we know what's coming. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I've been apologizing for my Deadpool 3 reactions. It's all good. It's all good. It, it just comes with the territory. Yeah, no, that's the thing. That's it's par for the course at this mm-hmm. point. It's uh, it's for the love of movies. There you go. That's <laughs> And uh, no better way to end this show, the last one of 2023. Thank you, everybody, for being a part of it uh, this last year. Chris, thank you for coming back on the show. Be sure to have you back on many times uh, in uh, 2024 so we can uh, keep sending you those plaques and uh, award recognitions. I like them. (laughs) Well, Chris, Happy New Year. And uh, to all of you, Happy New Year as well. And uh, that's all for today. I'll be back next year and we'll do this all over again for the love of movies.
All copyright material used or referenced in this show belong to the rightful owners and is made possible by the Fair Use Act. Thank you for listening to Phil at the Movies.